0: Welcome to The Observer Effect, a podcast of travel stories. Each week, we hope to bring you a conversation with someone we meet overseas and at least one good story. What I hear most often as I travel the country are five words that never, ever fail to touch my heart. That's, I am praying for you. So said the President of the United States, Donald Trump. Ojalá que las recuerde, que quiere decir eso. Inshallah. Ich hoffe. This is episode 48 The Visa Situation. Germany, where Andes hoped to become a minority. So,
1: okay.
0: Can you describe where we're
1: going right now? Um, we are going to a post office because I need to send my letter to a working agency in Berlin. In Berlin. I'm sorry. Uh, in Bonn. In Bonn. Yes. In Bonn. Okay. Not <laughs> in Berlin. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh.
0: We are in Berlin. Yes. And you need to send this to Bonn so that you can uh, go to Sweden and then come back. Is that right? Yes. (laughs) It's quite complicated. Yes. And we're rushing to meet the the closing time of the uh, post office. Yeah. Can can you describe uh, what you see around us?
1: Oh, here we are in the Panko area. I mean, this is the housing area, uh, the office, and housing mixed with. I'm like house, housing and offices here, mm-hmm. and also there are a lot of cars. So it's really clear that this place, there are a lot of people live here, and also there are a lot of people work here. As you can see, there are offices. Uh-huh. And also there are apartments.
0: So, <clears throat> briefly, can you describe the the visa situation? You don't have to go into all the details, but. Uh, you, you kind of explained it, but it's quite complicated, right?
1: Yeah, the visa situation is very complicated. Uh, so in order for me to extend the German visa, I need to have this one important document which is called ZAV. In German it's like Zentralse für Arbeitsvermittlung. It's like something like a letter for the permission of working. And without this letter, I cannot uh, extend my visa. Mm. <laughs> and yeah, this is the most uh, vital part of extending the visa in Germany. Yeah. The letter from this working agency. Yeah. And it's located in Bonn. And to get this letter, it can take to one month to six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> so yes. I'm
0: sorry for you <laughs> but I uh, and I I've, I've been in this situation before uh, dealing with documents at the last minute yeah overseas many times it feels really paralyzing and frustrating and
1: uh, it's really really frustrating yeah. it's really s- it sucks my energy you know I yeah. actually can uh, focus myself more into doing my thesis doing my work or something else doing for laser but because of something like this i cannot even for uh i will go to holiday i will go uh, to other countries in europe no i cannot think about it i have to finish this first and then after that i can think about uh, doing other things because um, this is all about my legality of staying in germany yeah if i don't take care of this I will be Really in a bad situation. Yeah, and I don't know what will happen like the worst thing that can happen probably Deportation but I wish it will not happen because I do everything right here. Yeah, I'm legal. Yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so we'll have to do a Uh, (laughs) follow-up maybe uh, When we find out the results,
1: Um. yeah, of course. Like the follow-up can be next month in January, yeah, because now I don't really know what it will be, but I have all my documents in these letters. Yeah. So. Okay, let's
0: pause again, just uh, because of the noise. I met Andes because when I visited Berlin, I reached out to Easy German, a YouTube channel I used to study the language. Check them out. They let me come to their offices. They do all kinds of amazing projects that promote multicultural understanding, like the global experience and life back home. We'll provide links on our webpage and in future episodes, you'll hear the founders. Andes is their intern. By the way, He was named after the mountain range in South America, the Andes, by his father, who's a geography teacher in Indonesia. So, (laughs) Uh, is there anything else? Okay, so now now can you describe where we are?
1: Um, We are in the studio. Mm -hmm. We are in a studio where usually here we do some video productions mm-hmm. and behind you there is a green screen <laughs> yeah it's very important for a video production especially if you want to create some nice effects mm-hmm. for the video mm-hmm. yeah green screen is very important for filmmaker video maker yeah.
0: <laughs> and you're uh, interning with easy German or um, with global experience or
1: I'm actually interning with the global experience gotcha. But my focus is uh, to work with the project of Easy German. Yeah. Although I also work with uh, s- with some projects like Easy Indonesian, Easy Swedish. But mm-hmm. I focus more on Easy German, Super Easy German, to be exactly, yeah. to be exact, because um, my German level is not as expert as the native. Mm. So the Super Easy German is the easiest project that I could handle because I there i don't make mistakes in you know transcribing the word of yeah. german language yeah, yeah, yeah because for non-german it's sometimes quite uh hard to to get what the people say if they talk too fast if german talk too fast i sometimes don't get what they say yeah but if they talk like in a very not a very slow but in a normal way or slow way on the words are not complicated or the sentences are not complicated then it's easier for yeah. me to get to understand
0: yeah yeah uh, can you describe yourself again just in case the noise blocked your description before what do you look like
1: uh, okay I'm a small guy uh, 160 centimeters <laughs> um, I use the glasses mm-hmm. and my hair is black what else uh my skin is well it's tropical skin because i'm from indonesia so <laughs> sometimes <skin>. yeah sometimes <laughs> it's brown sometimes it's bright but yeah i uh i don't know it's like brown uh very light brown yellowish or something like that <laughs> yeah
0: so, yeah, I'm really curious to hear your impressions of Sweden and Germany. Coming from Indonesia, you were sharing that this is the second time you've come to live in Germany.
1: Yes, it's my second time in Germany. And, yeah, like, because I also... in Like, it's my first time in Sweden, mm-hmm. but second time in Germany. So... Um, Do you I, like it? Well, okay. Um, in Sweden, it's actually... There is something, there are some things that I like, but there are some things that I don't like. For example, Mm. the things that I like, um, the country is very clean, uh, the bureaucracy is very, I mean, like not so complicated. Mm. So you don't need to, what do you call it, you don't need to queue for longer time for doing some bureaucracy it's just like the waiting time sometimes can be longer but mm. yeah mm. it doesn't matter Uh what else um, oh yeah actually Swedish people are very stylish <laughs> so it's really nice to be there to see all those people your, your clothing is really stylish right no, now No, my clothing is
0: just so so <laughs> <laughs> but it's what? it's a hoodie but it's a different kind of material than I'm used to seeing it's <laughs> okay. very it looks high quality uh, <laughs> and there's no, big no, it's
1: okay. big buttons uh, it's it's really nice I'm kind <laughs> <Thanks>. of jealous <laughs> thank you thank you I can tell you where to buy later yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. is I it Swedish? no it's German um, no Else. I'm not really sure. I will tell you later. Okay, okay, we cannot okay. say the product here. <laughs> I don't want to sponsor something. Okay. Yeah, the people are so stylish. Um, and I think that they're beautiful people. So, for example, the the people who work in cashier, the people who I don't know. Like, I mean, like those people who do something, but maybe in other country is low-paid job but in Sweden because everybody is equal you know it it doesn't matter what kind of work you do you you don't care what your appearance look like but I don't know no matter what they do like they always look really good I don't know why it's just maybe it's natural Vikings are really (laughs) good-looking. Not all of them, of course, but most of them, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's the nice thing. But the not nice things about Sweden is it's too expensive for me as a person who comes from Indonesia. Mm -hmm. Um, And also, because it's Scandinavia, so it's more expensive than most of the European countries. Mm. Like, even uh, compared to Western Europe, Mm. Sweden is kind of... It's not... Very expensive, but it's kind of slightly a bit expensive. For example, um, I never found any milk in Sweden that costs less than one euro. Mm. Everything, wow. yeah. oh, uh, like one liter of milk, mostly costs one euro or above. Yeah, yeah. While well, here in Germany, um, you can find milk that costs like 75 cents, mm-hmm. even 49 cents or 46 cents, but some people told me that uh, I better not to buy that milk because maybe it's the milk from the uh, process of a cow ha- and the cow has to like make a lot of liters of milk, so that's why the milk is cheap so it's like torturing the animal <laughs> oh, yeah. because the, the cost of the milk is very cheap yeah, so yeah, yeah. some people told me to do that uh, not to buy the cheap milk so buy the milk that is certified and something and something and something like that. So maybe in Sweden, because people also very care about the environment, the animals. So that's why uh, it also affects the price, Mm. the prices of everything. Um, So, I mean, in Sweden, you can always almost guarantee that everything that is sold in Sweden is high quality is very safe to consume you know yeah. yeah 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 yeah. interesting yeah i i'm curious
0: has living in sweden changed you in any way
1: um well uh it's changed me a lot uh especially in terms of uh for example, um, taking the public transport, uh, walking, <laughs> mm. uh, do something like walk more to walk more or because in Indonesia, most of the time I use a motorcycle uh-huh. to go yeah. anywhere, even to go to a place where it's only 100 meters, <laughs> like because people there are too lazy to walk because it's hot, you know. Yeah, but yeah. then when I come to Sweden, I realized that, um, it's better to take, like, because, um, the path to walk is really nice it's the pavement is well built and the public transport are really good so i try to walk more or to use public transportation more then well here it's very impossible to use the motorcycle and also um actually um the major change is um, the way how i eat mm. because in indonesia uh, when you rent a room, it doesn't automatically comes with. It doesn't come with a kitchen, mm. so you always have to buy the food outside. Mm. Also, it's really cheap, but it's it's unhealthy because there are a lot of fat, um, maybe too much oil that makes you uh, have like, for example, high cholesterol or high blood pressure or something like that. And the food where there is so much fat. <laughs>
0: Yeah yeah but
1: here yeah because uh eating out is very expensive so I I have to spend more money to buy groceries and I have to cook myself so it will be much more affordable since the kitchen is automatically be there for the you know for for the housing yeah yeah so yeah. it's really nice to cook by myself to control what I eat what goes inside my mouth yeah so absolutely. that's the major change uh when I was in Indonesia and when I'm here now in Europe, so I actually want to continue that and that's that's why it's it feels so comfortable and also here I feel more independent because mm. all my families are in Indonesia, mm-hmm. like a separated uh ten thousand kilometers or i don't know how many miles is that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh it makes me think that now i I live here alone um I only have friends here. Mm-hmm. I don't have like let's say real families i no uncles, no parents, no grandma grandpas, so here I have to live more independent because now I'm here alone. I have to take care of everything by myself mm-hmm. uh sometimes it's really hard sometimes you just want to go to your friends, cry, and hug your friends that's why France is very important here mm-hmm. so yeah uh, uh more independent is something that is with me right now yeah uh not very easy for all people like for example um living alone here it's a challenge also as indonesian because Indonesia is considered as a third world country so bureaucracy things like i always have to deal with this but i believe that it will make me stronger so it's like what doesn't kill you it will make you stronger right yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: so it it's a really bold move to go study abroad so far away and and take on that experience why did you do that what uh, what were you looking for in this
1: i actually it's not only I want to look for qualification, like qualifications comes later. Mm. Uh, But for me, I want to look for... I want to open my mind Mm. because it's like when you're in Indonesia, you're just in a page of a book. Mm. But then if you're going abroad, then you're opening another page of a book and then you read that and you find something new because... Uh, each page of the book is different mm. and you have to read all the pages so the reason why i come to europe because i want to see everything from the different perspective for example muslim in indonesia is a majority yeah yeah and i want to feel as a minority to be a muslim here in europe as well how i i also want to feel how the minority in indonesia feels to uh. be a, a minority so i also want to feel as a minority here you know like that's very kind of you
0: who, yeah who are the the minorities in indonesia
1: uh the muslims are uh, the religion minorities i mean like m- here the minority means that the muslim right uh, but the I religion.
0: Mean in indonesia who are the minorities that you're talking
1: about oh i mean uh, the in the, terms of religion i um, but sure.
0: You you said uh, you want to empathize with the minorities in Indonesia. Who ah, okay? Who are they? Who who are the minorities? For some in my audience who may not know.
1: Ah, okay, <laughs> like the minority of the religions. So, for example, in Indonesia, we have five official religions. Mm-hmm. So it's Islam, uh, Christian, Catholic buddhism and hindu hmm. so the minorities are the people who are in the religion except islam because i think islam in indonesia is around 90 percent yeah and the 10 percent are the rest of the religion yeah yeah and sometimes conflict happen there between religions mm-hmm. like for example um the, there are in like for example is part of indonesia so some place has more muslim but some place has more christians but in total there are more muslim than the christians right right and sometimes there there are some conflicts between religions and sometimes i don't understand why that happened and sometimes i want also to feel uh, to be minority because a minority in religion i mean but also minority in like i'm asian Mm. in Europe so Mm -hmm. I'm not the majority of the people the majority are Europeans and Mm. I'm Asian so I also want to know how do people like um, perceive the foreigners here um, think about the foreigners or think the people who is Muslim and then the person who is Muslim and comes from Indonesia because I don't see many Indonesians here Mm. so that's how it feels to be minority like for example to be minority here it's Kind of have different feelings than Indonesia. Mm. Like here, for example, um, because in Indonesia I have to pray in the mosque every Friday. Yeah, it's just like um, some people in Christian they have to go to the church every Sunday. Yeah, yeah. But then here, finding the mosque is as, uh, is actually easy. But it's just a matter of the distance, yeah? Mm. Because there are not so many mosques, as many mosques as in Indonesia here. Mm -hmm. So, for example, in Indonesia, I just need 5 or 10 or 15 minutes walking to the mosque. Here, I need 30 minutes by bus, for example, to the mosque. So, it's the feeling of the struggle to be... uh, That's one of the, you know, the differences between uh, to be... uh, minority i don't know how to explain that like to be a majority in indonesia because everything is provided by you there well here as a minority it's not like everything for uh, for, uh it's not everything provided also for example the halal food mm. um when i'm looking for halal food i just cannot go to a uh, simply go to supermarket and look for halal food they might not have it yeah i have to go to a special shop for example a turkish shop uh, where they sell the halal meat Mm. so in indonesia you just can simply go to supermarket buy the meat there because it's it's guaranteed that it's halal yeah 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 but here you never know what how the meat is processed so i always have to go to the special halal shop if i want to buy the meat here so that's the differences and sometimes it yeah Indonesia is just like in front of my house or in front of my place to live but then in here like I have to take the bus or the train to reach that place. <laughs> yeah it's kind of something like that. So with this uh because now I'm I cannot get what I always want here or it's not easy if I want to get something here. So I'm kind of have the feeling that I can respect uh other people who has the same experience as me or let's say um, opening my mind to towards my surrounding like here I live with international community with German people like I live in Germany I also should uh, respect the culture here and also I should not break the rules as well Mm, so I always try to do everything legally here yeah, yeah yeah so that's the thing so it's like yeah opening my mind and when i live here with the people who are not muslim like for example in my flat mm-hmm. um i live with people with different background and maybe they have religion maybe not i mm-hmm. i don't ask them but the important here is like how how we connect to the people with different cultures and we can And how we can understand uh, to interact with the people from different backgrounds. So it's kind of like opening your mind. Mm. So, yeah, that's the reason why I'm going to Europe, you know, (laughs) to open my mind. That's beautiful. Yeah, (laughs) thank you. Uh,
0: Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. (laughs) So I, I always ask this question last What is your best travel story
1: okay Whew, my best <laughs> travel stories uh let me think um actually my best travel story is when i i did Euro trip in mm. 2013 mm. so i planned my trip before so uh at the time um uh, I plan not to stay in hostel at all hmm. because I want to get the real culture. So I plan to stay in someone's house. <laughs> and because I'm in the community of international organization, hmm. so I kept, I kept writing people one by one. Hey guys, can you host me? I'm from this blah, 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 blah. And... At that time, I planned to visit six cities in four countries. So I started my journey from Berlin Mm. and then to Amsterdam and Paris and then Heidelberg and then Munich and then Salzburg in in Austria and Vienna and then come back to Berlin again. And the whole trip, it took two weeks. Mm. And actually three days before I, like, okay, I got, the host in Paris, in Heidelberg, in Munich, in Salzburg, in Vienna, but I didn't guess the host in Amsterdam, which, th- which is the first, which was the first city I, I had to go at that time, so, because I had internship here in Berlin, I asked one of my Dutch friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hey, do you have someone who lives in Amsterdam? Uh, People in Amsterdam are so mean. Like, nobody reply me. Like, why nobody host me or something? Yeah, sometimes they are so arrogant. Not all of them, but I will try to ask my friend. And then he has a friend of him living in Amsterdam.
0: It's interesting because uh, uh, the Netherlands and Indonesia have uh, an interesting relationship, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, like, they colonize us, but I... I mean, like, we don't hold a grudge, a grudge against it, you know? Yeah. Well, you'd, it's...
0: You'd think that they would be really, you know, welcoming to an Indonesian Yeah, too. of
1: course, of course. <laughs> like, come on. Like, I yeah. think most of Indonesian immigrants right now are concentrated in the Netherlands.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I think there are millions of Indonesian living there right now. Yeah. Uh, compared to other European countries Yeah, yeah So, yeah, because it's the country where They colonize, it's, uh, they colonize us So, But yeah, anyway um, I got the house in Amsterdam And when I came to Amsterdam um, It's so beautiful I'm like, it's so nice Because he picked me up in the airport I'm like, I couldn't I couldn't believe that And he gave me 48 hours ticket in Amsterdam that's my that's my host in Amsterdam like oh my god how can you give me this a valuable ticket it's 48 hours for free go to Amsterdam yeah because uh, I used to manage a conference and there are three more tickets available nobody use it so I give you one so I still have two more like oh my god you're so kind thank you so much so I'm so lucky
0: Thank you so much for telling that. That was beautiful. You're welcome. (laughs) And thank you for speaking English. Yes. I appreciate that. (laughs) You're welcome. No problem. (laughs) Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Check out theglobalexperience.org and consider donating to uh, another of their projects, uh, Life Back Home, and use Easy German on YouTube. They actually have... Just about every language you could want to learn. Easy Spanish, easy French, even easy Indonesian. I checked in with Andes. He's still in Germany. The visa situation worked out just fine.